Hello and welcome to the Flippin' Weirds podcast. We are based in the UK and we'll be talking all things Malifaux, from news and reviews to events and tactics. Enjoy the show. is up nerds flipping weirds back again and it's still the explorer society taking over the podcast we are looking at the evs keyword today i've got matt with me say bonjour mafou bonjour mafou hey i like it i like this power that i've got over you now and And we've got rich back again say hello rich hello rich Hey, he's doing it as well. Um, so, Rich, as this is your second time on the show, let's ask you something different. If you could add any one character or creature into Malifaux, what would it be and why? So, I think probably this episode and what we're looking at is probably an indication of what I what I quite like as a, as a theme, but I quite like aquatic and nautical stuff. So, I'd quite like to see uh, more underwater-themed things starting to come in. So some kind of sea monsters. I, I love the um, the gibbering hordes from the other side, so I'd quite like to see them starting to creep up and play a bit more in uh, in Malifaux. Fishmen. Yeah. Rich wants fishmen. Oh, fishmen, yeah. Fishmen. <laughs> That's like a Warhammer sort of thing, isn't it? Bring the fishmen, kind of. <laughs> All right, cool, cool, cool. So let's dive straight in. As I said, we are looking at the EVS keyword. So let's jump straight in with the master, which is Maxine Agassiz. Maybe you say yeah, it like that? I mean, close yeah. enough. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. So she is defense five, willpower six, move five with 11 wounds, fairly standard. There's quite a lot going on on the front of the card, though. Um, so the first ability she's got is Captain of the Superior. Once per activation, after a friendly EVS model within eight cheats fate with a card that shares a suit with its reconfigurability, it may draw a card. So card draw is good. Reconfigure obviously doesn't make any sense until we look at that, um, but that's pretty solid so far. We've got Deep Discovery, which is one of her keyword abilities. So once per activation, when this model would cheat fate, it may discard a card to cheat fate with the top non-joker card of the opposing player's discard pile. So it gives you an option for albeit situational, some extra cards there, or or at least upskilling your cards from rubbish cards into potentially better cards. Um, she's got the polymath ability, which is during the start phase, choose any suit for the value of X on this model's stat card. Um, so let's go. I'm going to jump to her reconfigurability here. Uh, so she's got reconfigure X, and that's, this model may treat any X cards it cheats fate with as having a value of 9. So... During the start phase, Maxine can pick any suit to count as X, and then if she cheats a card with that suit, it counts as having a value, or or may count as having a value of 9. So that is really, really cool. She's got two steps ahead, which means enemy models treat X cards in opposed duels with this model as having a value of 1, and then she's got seen it all, so she cannot gain stunned. So before we move on to the back of the card, there is loads going on there, but mostly it's around card manipulation, so either cheating fate off the opponent's deck, drawing cards or making a suit of your choice count as a better card potentially than you had already. What do we think of that? Matt, do you want to go first? 
Yeah, I think I think it's really cool, isn't it? It's uh, it's a lot of card manipulation. I think more card manipulation than any other master in the game I've ever seen. Like the the whole being able to select a suit at the start of a turn, brilliant. Like actually, you can really tailor your play from that. Um, the drawing cards, I like card drawing any 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 keywords, brilliant. But yeah, I I think the cheating off the top of the discard pile, you gotta you're gonna be have to be really wary about what you're throwing away, what what your last card was. Um, yeah, so I, I think you've really got to think about what suits you're, you're kicking out and which which way you're going with that. I, I really like this. Uh, from front of a card, she's solid, right? Defense five, will pass six, move five. She's fairly just average master in that regard, but I think all this kind of suit manipulation and card drawer is going to be super awesome. I, I love it. I think there's a lot of depth here. Um, and I think it might be one of those cards that you sort of, it's it's obviously a good to start with, but I think the more you play with her and the more you get used to manipulating not only your deck, but your opponent's deck and their suits um, as well. I think there's a lot of play. I think things like two steps ahead, um, just thinking uh, how you can play into masters that are particularly dependent on a specific suit and being able to pick that as a, suit to really mess with um that crew so if, you, if i think of zip as an example if you pick masks as um uh as the suit that you're going for it's going to really screw up zip if he's trying to use his defensive getaway there's probably better examples but just to, you can really get into your opponent's head with this yeah i really like it there's and i agree there's a lot to it and actually it will take a while for you to start to realize that you need to be keeping an eye on your the top of your opponent's discard pile and actually if you're on the the first action in a duel and your opponent cheats a card in to beat you and then that goes to the top of their discard pile well that's there for you to use in the next action if you wanted to that's quite big yeah you're gonna have to be super careful when you're playing into her um i I think there's normally people say you need to get about 10 games with a master to really get your head around i think maxine's going to be one of those ones you probably want you're not really going to be getting all you can out of her until maybe the 20 game bracket yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. And there's, yeah, so in terms of survivability, she's only 11 wounds, defense five. Obviously, you've got the two steps ahead. So if your opponent um, is unlucky enough to flip or cheat in the suit you have chosen as X, they're going to count as one, which probably makes it quite easy for her to uh, overcome the jewels. So yeah, maybe like actually one in four jewels, she's, uh, she's screwing you over with her two steps ahead. Yeah, I think actually it's a really good point to highlight is that the, currently there's nothing screams out in front of me like key defensive tech, right? There's no armor, there's no hard to wound, anything like that. So I think actually keeping her alive just from the front of this card, wait to see what the rest of the crew has to offer. But I think keeping her alive might might be a challenge maybe, but uh be interesting to see how it pans out. Yeah, all right. Well, let's have a look at the back of the card and see what she's actually doing, doing during her activation. Um, so she's got a few attack actions, the first one being strike between the lines. It is range one, stat six versus willpower. It is two, three, five damage, and the target must discard cards from the top of its fate deck until it discards an X card with a mass trigger to make the target discard a random card. So burning through your opponent's deck is either good or bad, I guess, depending on what cards they flip and how many cards they flip. Um, But what it does do there is put an X card at the top of their discard pile which means whatever suit you've chosen as X, that card is at the top of the discard pile for your next duel, so you can count it as a nine. Um, and obviously, if you haven't already triggered Captain Superior to draw a card, that will trigger that as well. So that's really, really cool. 
She's got a Clockwork Revolver, which is stat 6, range 12, 235 damage. There is a Draw Out Secrets trigger, which we've seen on other models. And there is an X trigger called Age of Inspiration. Draw any one of this model's non-Joker cards. It flipped during this action. So there are there is more going on in her card, but let's stop and talk about these two attack actions first. So there's card manipulation built into her actions as well. She's got the ability to draw a card on the ranged one when she's using her suit that gives her a, a better value of nine as well. That's really, really good. No big damage, both two, three, five, so unlikely to get the big damage tracks, but there's a lot going on while you're doing these actions. Yeah, I think it's really cool, actually. That's, you're not going to be able to really... I think while she's on table, you're not going to be able to guarantee you can rely on your deck. Like, if she's actually managed to go and burn for a whole bunch of your deck, you, she could see a lot of your good cards come out. And with with these draw triggers as well uh, on the gun, I... I don't think she's going to be shy for cards, right? I don't think the keyword's going to be shy for cards. She's just going to be setting it up and drawing into those cards. And if reconfigure is, as we said, throughout the keyword, you're going to be drawing some good cards throughout. So I think it's solid. Yeah. I really like what she's doing. Some sneaky um, scheme marker dropping then with drawing out secrets, especially if you've declared, um, if you've got tomes then and you're um, running that and you, you can potentially throw out some cheeky little long range schemes. Yeah, yeah, quite right. Yeah, because you can just choose. So actually, you can. The nice thing about Maxine is you can change pace. Actually, so towards the end of the game, or if you need to, if you think you're going to struggle to get a scheme marker out, you can just declare Tome as your polymath suit. So the value of your X card, or the the yeah, the, the value of your X card. So then the tomes you cheat in that opens up to become value of nine. So that puts her straight away at a fourteen on that Clockwork Revolver jewel for any tome she cheats in from her hand or the top of your discard pile. So that is really, really cool. All right, let's move on. She's got one more attack action, which is called Impromptu Invention. It is it needs a five to go off. Uh, it's eight-inch range, and it ignores concealment. You target a model that has not gained a condition this activation. Target gains a condition of this model's choice, a value of plus one, if any, um, that has not been gained from this action, this activation. So... You can pick any condition you like, put it on that model, unless you've already used this uh, action to put uh, that condition out. Very cool. It's got two triggers on it. It's got a RAM, which is once per activation. Choose a model within two of the target that has not gained a condition this activation, and the chosen model gains the same condition as the target, and a Crow, which is maximum force. If the target gained a condition that has a value, increase the value gained by plus one. So you can use a Crow trigger to put out, say, Focus 2, or if you're doing it against enemy models, put out Distracted 2. Um, and if you're using a RAM and you're giving out, say, Fast to your models or Focused again, uh, you can choose two models to do that with your one action. This has got loads and loads of different uses, especially if we look at some of the models in the keyword and, and conditions that would benefit them. But what do we think of that as an action? It's a bit different to anything we've got out there at the moment. Yeah, it's quite unique, actually, isn't it? Like, it, it seems a bit, it seems a bit strange on the front of it, within the sense of just giving out a condition. Because actually. If you were trying to do that on an enemy model, I'm not sure poison one or burning one on the face of it feels like it's going to be be worth it. But also thinking about the other wider ones, right? You can hand out staggered, stunned, um, adversary. That's a condition, and I think that could be really powerful. So uh, I really like this, and I really like the fact she's playing into her triggers. And I'm not sure if we mentioned it, but she's got seen it all on the front of a card, so she can't gain stunned. So she's never going to get shut down for these triggers. 
Um, it's just, yeah, really, really good. Uh, I think there's so many potential opportunities here. I'm not even sure we could like talk through them all in the in this podcast. No, I agree. Um, I I think Jamie touched on it when like when he said that there's so many different gears to her and just being able to flip between um, uh, offensively buffing your guys and then flipping it then to potentially putting some debuffs out on um, the opponent. So like a little cheeky thing you could do is um, if you sniff out, um, oh, not take prisoner, uh, hidden martyrs, just chuck burning one on something uh, when it's on one wound and just finish it off that way. Um, there's just so many, so many little plays. And I think like she's going to be a real finesse master, I think. Yeah, I definitely think that's fair. There's loads and loads of different ways to use that, and that's really, really cool. We'll try and remember that as we go through the rest of the models and point out if we would use it on them. Um, the last thing she's got is one tactical action, which is her bonus action. It's order in chaos. It needs a six to go off. Choose any number of X non-Joker cards from any one player's discard pile and shuffle the chosen cards back into the owner's fate deck. Uh, with a, a trigger on a X, which is whatever suit you've picked, if two or more weak cards were shuffled into their owner's deck in this way, place this model anywhere within six of its current position. Really, really cool movement trick. Really cool deck manipulation. So you can either shore up your deck or screw over your opponent's deck, especially strong in sort of like the second or third to last activation of the turn when it, the impact of it is going to be massive. Yeah, definitely. Like I'm sorry, the queen of the cards is the, is the feel I'm getting right now. Um, yeah, Queen of the Cards. The, the the place is fantastic, right? Just the whole, um, especially on an X trigger with with that. And considering it's stat six, you could cheat in a one of her of her. What's the word? Is it re? It's her X suit. So it's her polymath suit. Yeah. So and like she could cheat cheat in a one of that and count it as a nine, right? So she, she's basically going to guarantee to get this off if she's got any one of her X suits in her hand. Yeah, I think like I think the the card manipulation is awesome, but I think you're doing this for a cheeky little place every turn. Definitely, definitely six yeah. each place as well. I mean, considering you can more or less cheat in any card of your suit to make it go off um, with the trigger as well, and then yeah, if you put, I mean, if you put two weak cards of your suit into your deck, it's not super great depending on where you are in a turn. But a six inch place is super great, and you could put two weak cards in and four, five, six of like high moderates or, or, or moderates and severes between them. So I think the benefit can can definitely outweigh and, and a six inch place to get her out of trouble is definitely, definitely good. Yeah. I also think it means she's not too scared of burning the high cards that she potentially, she wanted to use in the X in her X suit. She's cool. I'm going to burn the high cards and then I'm going to throw them back into my uh, deck. Yeah, absolutely. It's like it's like if um, calculated possibilities was an actually good ability and not just as good as people think it is. Um, this is what it would look like because it's actually some real powerful deck manipulation, not just um, sort of I'm going to discard ten cards and hope they're rubbish, right? Yeah, this is precision deck manipulation, and I think this is where she's going to live in that space, supporting um, long range support schemes and just all about that cards. Yeah, agreed, agreed. All right, cool. Let's have a look at her totem and see who is backing her up. We have Orville Agassiz. Agassiz. It's got, it's, it feels like I want to say it as though the Z is in the middle there, but it's actually the S, so it's Agassiz. Uh, so we've got Defense 6, Willpower 4, Move 6. Um, 
so so this dude's like a like a little human zip basically right uh so he's got deep discovery and reconfigure his reconfigure suit is a mask so the rest of the models in her keyword have a pre-built suit for their reconfigure uh, we've got sputtering exhaust which is the same thing common in zips keyword which is models within two of this model have concealment which is really nice and a little bit of a defensive ability for maxine and the rest of the crew there if um orville is nearby He's got Flight, and then he's got something called Scout Ahead, which I don't believe we've seen outside of Explorers before. Um, it is after deployment zones are chosen, choose an enemy non-leader model without From the Shadows. The chosen model deploys now rather than during deployment. So that is super awesome. Yeah, your rider, cool. Show me where it's deploying before anything else deploys. Uh, anything like that. Key models. There's there's especially things where you're looking like, uh, you've got like Kandara, uh, Kandara in... Sandeep, things that are going to clue up exactly what your opponent's thinking and where they're going to be going. Obviously not as useful in stuff like corner deployment, but in flank where actually you can get a real picture of where your opponent's going to be setting up if you pick the right model, that is massive. Yeah, definitely. I can see that that having some really good plays. And like especially coming off off your totem, you're always going to have that. I think I think it's something you're going to have to be aware about when you're playing into Maxine and definitely picking your uh, picking your crew. If you built your crew around a linchpin, she's going to know where it is. Um, I really like this, and as a totem, like it's just the, the model was really cool. Already a better jetpack than a than a zip, but sputtering exhaust, I think, is going to be necessary. I think for concealment, especially around Maxine, to to give her that little bit of extra defense that she needs. I think. Yeah, honestly, if 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 for nothing else, I think scout ahead. This guy's already worth it. Yep. Yep. I completely agree. All right, let's have a look on the back of his card. So there's only two actions here. We have Up We Go. So as someone who's been recently using a bit of Bayou, Up We Go is amazing. Really, really good. So two, three, four damage. Only stat two, but it is a uh, totem. We've got a reposition trigger and a bouncing bombs trigger, um, which is enemy only once per activation. Choose another enemy model within three of the target. That model suffers one, two blast, three blast, which cannot be cheated. That's pretty cool. A little bit of extra damage out of nowhere. And then Orville has a bonus tactical action called Aeronautical Eccentricity, which it needs a four to go off. The next walk action this model takes this activation may leave enemy engagement ranges when moving with a mask trigger, which is his reconfigure suit as well, of paper aeroplanes. Enemy models within two must pass a target number 13. Willpower duel or gain distracted. So I, I love this as a totem. Like it's absolutely amazing. Up we go, I think is one of the be- one of the best abilities in in Malifaux. Like it's not a great damage spread, but for the re- the be able to put in a model around the mask trigger with the reposition, which is fe- featuring into his reconfiguration, is great. Bouncing bombs for that little bit of splash damage, awesome. Bonus action to the next walk action is unengaged. You can take it without having to disengage. Brilliant. And this is a significant totem. So I think it's brilliant, especially for a defense six significant totem. I think it's going to cause people some problems. Brilliant totem. He is amazing. But do you see him fighting? Do you actually see him survive and be able to use up we go? Or do you see him as a, I'm going to send him off down a flank to drop some cheeky scheme markers because he's significant? Oh, I definitely think he's using it in a pinch personally. Like I think, yeah, I think fl- flight move six, he's, he's definitely in that I'm going to scheme run space. But I think actually if he gets caught out, then he's he's getting away. Or actually, if you need to just use him to dive bomb in to like grab a model and move it out for like claim jump or something, he's your man. He's there. He's doing that. He's a real nice schemey support piece, I think. Yeah. Agreed. 
I yeah, I think up we I I can't rate up we go enough. I think it's such a good ability. Um there is I think there are some plays with it. I was thinking about how you're gonna how many different ways there are to move this crew up the board. Um so I think there are some plays with up we go, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Let's move on to probably the coolest combo of models and a completely new concept to Malifaux, which is two models that interact in this way together, uh, which is Dr. BB and Calypso. So let's start with Dr. BB. Um, Dr. BB is six soul stones, defense four, willpower five, move four with six wounds. He has loads of stuff going on on the front of his card. Um, So stuff we've seen before, he is evasive. Um, He's got a reconfigure on a tome and deep discovery. So the ability to cheat off the opponent's discard pile and cheat uh, cards he cheats of a tome count as a nine. We've got another man's trash. So when this model activates, it may draw two non-joker cards from its discard pile with a value of five or less. Um, in any other crew, probably not super useful, but in this crew, when you can draw two cards of your reconfigure suits that you're going to need, though that's effectively saying you can draw two nines out of your discard pile. Awesome. And then we've got Master Pilot. So this model may choose not to deploy and instead start the game buried with a pilot upgrade attached. So the pilot upgrade is what is uh, attaching to models that go inside in Bunny Ears Calypso. Um, so this model has a if this model has a pilot upgrade attached, it and a friendly Calypso models gain plus one to their actions dual totals, and this model may take actions listed on its stat card while buried, drawing range and line of sight from a friendly Calypso models. Um from friendly Calypso models, sorry. So there is only one Calypso. Um this is really, really cool. Uh so Calypso is basically like a, a like transport, like uh underwater. I don't even know how to describe Calypso, but it, it, the model is awesome. And people will have seen Calypso already because Weird um, put out the cards a week or so ago. So this is just awesome. And it's really cool to see something completely different in Malifaux. Um, let's go through the back of the card. And then I think we need to talk about these as a package. So let's just let's just smash through everything that's going on. And then we will talk about them as a package. Um, so BB's got a modified welder. Uh, stat 5 versus defense, 2 3 3 damage and gains burning 1. If it's a friendly construct, he instead heals 2. Uh, he's got into the hatch as a tactical action, which is target a friendly Calypso, attach a pilot upgrade to this model, and BB can treat that as a bonus action. Uh, bleeps and sweeps, which is once per activation, enemy models within range gain injured 1. It does need a 10 to go off, which means you can't use your reconfigure suit for it. Doctor, we've lost them, is a trigger. Move one enemy model within range up to two in any direction, which is really nice. Unresisted. Does need a big card, though. And on a tome, bit of scrap. Drop a scrap marker within range. So the last thing going on here is a bonus action. I can rebuild it. Four-inch range. This This action can only be taken if a friendly Calypso has been killed this game. Discard any number of cards and remove target scrap marker. Summon Calypso into base contact with this model with health equal to twice the number of cards discarded to take this action. Okay, so we know a bit about Calypso anyway, so let's just let's just stop and talk about this then, because there's a lot going on there. So we're drawing cards, we're drawing two two weak cards when we activate, and we can start the game buried in Calypso, who is a big armored monster. Um, we've got the ability to drop a scrap marker to then summon Calypso back, which is super resource intensive. Because uh, you need to drop the scrap marker, which Calypso doesn't drop as part of his demise ability, um, and then you're going to need to discard cards to heal. But obviously, the pair together operate a lot better. So, what are we thinking of this at the moment? 
I think it's really cool. I, I think he is really cool. Uh, I love love the concept of the the dual models, right? The the Cal- Calypso and Doctor Beebe working together. Um, for me, I was quite surprised to not see that many Tomes triggers on the back of his card, considering his reconfigure. But I'll be interested to see how that pans out with Calypso. Um, but I, I think it's cool. Can he use his modified welder on Calypso whilst during his turn? Uh, so we'll go. We'll look at the pilot upgrade afterwards but it does so what it says on here is that if this model has pilot upgrade attached it and friendly calypso models game blah 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 um and this model may take action so this one that allows him to take uh actions listed on a friendly calypso models card and then so let's this is probably a good time to have a look at the pilot upgrade which is called belly of the machine uh so um we have friendly Calypso models may take actions uh, during this model's activation. These actions count against this model. So Calypso can... So when BB activates, Calypso activates instead. So Calypso basically gets to take double activation. Um, I'm in here. Friendly models may draw line of sight and range to this model while it is buried if they can draw line of sight and range to a friendly Calypso. And they push the red button, which is after a friendly Calypso model is killed. Before resolving any demise abilities, this model unburies you into it. So no, uh, because it's an attack action and you can't target yourself with an attack action, I don't think you'll be able to use your modified welder on Calypso while you're inside Calypso. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, it's interesting to... Could, could we hash that out? Because I think it was a question that would be asked. But yeah, uh, that's a shame. But I definitely think there's still still some play. Definitely think you should look at more detail on Calypso, though. Yeah, I think... Like, as it is at the moment, BB's just, like, extra activations for Calypso, right? Um, which is really, really cool. I love the way it works. Evasive obviously means you don't take damage when Calypso blows up. Um, you've got Another Man's Trash, which draws you some cards, which are really, really useful. So let's have a look at what you're doing with all these actions from Calypso. So Calypso is Defense 6, Willpower 1, Move 4, Size 4, 6 Wounds, Armor 2. So a bit of a tank. It's got Demise Explosive 2. Um, all terrain, so Calypso cannot gain stagger and is unaffected by severe and hazardous terrain and ignores models and vertical distance while moving, which is a, a pretty amusing concept all in all. Um, Calypso is mindless. Um, and then we have original creator, which is when hiring, if this crew contains a Dr. BB, reduce the cost of this model by two. So together they come in at 10 soul stones, which is very reasonable for what is effectively going to be a six action model. Uh, we've got vehicle, which is if any friendly model has a pilot upgrade attached, this model gains the, that model's willpower value and the deep discovery or reconfigure. So those tomes are going to be used by Calypso to count as nine in all the many activation, all, all the many actions that Calypso is doing. Um, if we have a look at the back of the card, we've got one attack action, which is mining tools, so no resistance triggers, two, three, four damage, with a massive tentacles trigger. Push all models within three of this model two inches in any direction. Models moved in this way suffer one damage. Great for stuff like um, corrupted ley lines. Good for just general movement. Is your models too, though? So all models within three of this model. So that is something to watch out for. Um, We've got Thriller Driller, which is destroy all destructible terrain within range. Three needs a seven to go off. And on a Tome Trigger, push all models within three. Uh, exactly the same, so it's Mass Tentacles again. Uh, push all models within three, two inches, and suffer one damage. And then bonus actions we've got Onward, which we saw on the Botanist is really, really good. This model can take a Walk action, Climb Aboard, and Eject, which is just to do with 
picking models up and putting them down that are buried inside you. So Calypso looks really cool. The way they interact is really cool. What are we going to be doing with our what, six AP from Calypso each turn? That's hard to say because so ignoring resistance triggers, uh, I think it's I think it's definitely got a space. So two, three, four. It's not setting the world on fire. Um, the they're they're kind of slow is is my initial thought for them. So, but I do like the fact that the mass tentacles is on a tomes, and whilst you're being piloted by BB, that's that's your reconfiguration. So that's pretty good. Uh, I think I think it's just gonna it's gonna be in the middle, right? It's gonna be in the middle of the crew, just middle of your enemy's crew, just trying to be a bit of a nuisance. I'm starting to get that feel. Uh, it's got armor too; it can hang in there. And uh, pushing their models around, doing a point of damage is is my initial impression. What, what do you think, Rich? I actually think he's super versatile. Um, I think he's got he's got play as a scheme runner as well, right? Um, with onward and that being able to be used twice a turn, so he is six AP. So he can he can move. I know you said he's slow with uh, move four, but with if you do that three times, he's he's getting places, right? He could be a good um, uh, corrupted idols leyline model. Um, yeah, actually, that's a fair shout. I haven't really taken into consideration onward. It's just you get really hung up on that move four, size four as well, which is quite interesting. Yeah. Um, I think he can he, he can do he can do a lot of things. I think I think he's a he's a versatile pick. He's probably your um, can do whatever you need to flex to. I think he can he can shift to get somewhere to, to deny something, or he could go to the middle and he could fight equally as well. Yeah, I think. I think move four is deceptive when you're thinking about this model ignores severe hazardous terrain and models and vertical while moving. So it's not getting slowed down. Um, and it's got onward as a bonus action, which you can cheat in any of these weak tones you've got to make it go off or just flip the eight that it needs. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, you're getting four inches. Effectively, if this was a, a, a if you're just looking at sort of a charge range on it, um, you've effectively got a nine-inch threat range because you've got four from your onward plus a four-inch charge plus a one-inch melee, which is which is deceptively big. Um, but also, let's um, if we just shoot back to Orville, um, there's no reason you can't up we go Calypso up the board. Um, it's, it's very unlikely to ever take more than one damage per go, and a three-inch place for a fifty mil base is a pretty big move. Yeah, that's great. It's great actually thinking about it. Think about you're going to get it where you want it. Actually, when you think about the extra activations, but like the places, like you said, um, oh yeah, I, I really like it as a concept. I think it might be a little card hungry though. What do you think? Stat five when it's trying to potentially attack or do anything. It gets plus one stat to its actions when uh, BB is inside it. So it's actually stat six, uh, and it cool. obviously can BB draws two weak cards. Which if you draw two weak tomes. Um, that effectively give Calypso gives Calypso two fourteen total jewels. I think weight of attacks as well. Because I mean, if you do that four times, right? Um, that's regardless. That's forcing either your opponent to discard card or to cheat cards to to defend against it, or you're just chipping away with two damage. Yeah, and I think actually four four potential attacks with ignoring resistance triggers. Those models that rely on those resistance triggers don't normally have. Those high tracks, I would say, but so that that's a fair shout as well. Um, I I think this is beautifully crafted. If I'm honest, I think this is very well put together. The combination between BB and Calypso, I think, yeah, all my initial kind of oh that doesn't look right, but actually really take a time to look at it. I think the the synergy that works them together is really really nice. The plus one stat, the the moves, the extra actions, yeah, really really good. 
Yeah, I love this model. I really, really love the the concept of this as well. And I think there's other stuff we we need to take into account as well. So you've got, um, let's not forget, even if they were card hungry, you've got Maxine allowing them to draw cards when they cheat in their reconfigure suit, which BB is going to make happen because she can draw. He can draw cards. Sorry. Um, you've also got the ability with Maxine to put out adversary or give fast there's there's a few or focus there's a few different things you can do which is all going to amp up how how good the rest of the crew is around um her so yeah really really like super hadn't even taken into consideration fast as a condition like that's just blowing my brain there james absolutely blowing my brain fast as a condition think think about that you can target bb inside calypso so you can use the trigger well actually no technically bb's buried so technically not within two inches of calypso but if you start bb not buried within two inches of calypso you um give fast to one of them with the trigger to give fast to the other one um and then for the first bonus action from one of them you you put the other one inside and then you've got three actions then another um onward and then another three actions because they're both getting the fast action activation that's pretty mad the amount of uh use you can get out of that yeah i just wanted to insert the gif where you got the lady trying to do all the math in the front of her face like it's, there's loads going on actually so many combinations that actually just scratch the surface i, I think i think you're gonna see it definitely gonna see him in this keyword I definitely definitely think they're awesome yeah, ten soul stones is a big investment, but uh, an investment well spent on a really, really cool combination there. All right, so let's move on to Kia. So Kia is Maxine's henchman. She is a living construct. Defense five, willpower five, move five, size three, cost ten with nine wounds. She has armor one. Uh, she has ruthless, which is really nice. Deep discovery, and then reconfigure crow. So her suit is a crow. Um, the only other ability on the front of their card is Technophile, uh, which is once per activation when a friendly EVS model within three would draw a card from its fate deck. It may instead draw any of a value of five or less from its discard pile that shares a suit with its reconfigurability. Yeah, so, I mean, you could guarantee yourself a nine for your reconfigure suit rather than just going with the luck of the draw on the top deck, which is really nice. Um, we've got a charge spear, so this model may reduce the value of its shielded condition by one. Target suffers two, four, six damage. If this model reduced its shielded condition when declaring this action, this damage is irreducible. Irreducible damage is always nice on a two-inch range stat six melee. Uh, we've got a crow trigger, which is her reconfigure suit for enemy only. Move the target up to three inches, then the target must discard a card, or this model may move it another three inches. So that's convulsions, and then a surge trigger on a tome. So let's. I will just smash through the other two actions on the card, and then we'll talk about Kia. Uh, so she's got a discus grenade, which is a gun symbol, range eight, stat five versus move. Target suffers two, one blast, two blast, three blast damage with the bouncing bombs trigger, the same as Orville had. So you can do one blast, two blast, three blast, and then another enemy model within three can then suffer one, two blast, three blast, which can't be cheated, which is really cool. Um, but you obviously, if you've the so triggers use the same damage uh modifiers that the original action uses so if you spend a focus on that you can make that pretty tasty in terms of the amount of models you could affect um, and then for a bonus action we've got a shield generator which needs a five this model gains shielded one and until the end and with a crow trigger which is your reconfigure until the end phase after this model is damaged by a claw action it may push the attacking model up to two in any direction which is super awesome if you activate early and then you just push models 
out of your engagement, out of their engagement of you, but in still in your two-inch engagement, that's really, really good. So what do we think of Kia? She's looking pretty cool. Oh, she's amazing. Like, uh, 10, 10 stones, you pay, you're paying the price for it, right? So uh, stat five, wheel power five, yeah, fine. Um, armor one, it's going to survive a little bit. Uh, but for me, it really started kicking in. It's like, cool, this is a ruthless pick. This is a tech pick straight away. Like, uh, it's really nice that EVS have this tech. Um, the technophile with the drawback, the five, brilliant. Um, I, I, just, I just think, actually, I would probably take the guaranteed guaranteed nine over over potentially drawing something off the top of my deck. Um, irreducible damage, right? So this, I appreciate she's got a reduced shielded. She's only probably getting herself one shielded, but we do know that the emissary is out there and he can give out shielded. But again, another high cost model you're potentially putting in this crew. Um, the, this, this disguise grenade, I, I think the real power of this is that the one, two, three blast, brilliant, and the trigger, but it's against move. Uh, that's that's brilliant. And having having recently uh, lost a game to Jack Door because targeting moves, it's solid. And shielded one on a bonus action, amazing. The the push, the backlash shield is amazing as well. Like to to be hit by something and push it away. She's probably only taking one hit. I would say. I think she's surprisingly tanky. And um, don't forget, Maxine can put shielded two on her as well. So I think she's. Like either going to be super survivable or wrecking face or a bit of both. Um, you're probably going to want to stack a bit of focus on her as well for uh, that some moderate of four, but she looks super strong. Um, really, really cool. Yeah, I agree. I, I think we have to make the obvious comparison to Joss, um, and I think if they're exactly the same cost, um, Joss with the better willpower and the extra wound. Um, and to be honest, the more reliable to self-manage his ability to get um, irreducible damage because he can generate his own power tokens better than Kia can generate her shielded um, and obviously with a crit strike trigger there. And like, I look at it and I go, well, cool. Kia, like Kia's, don't get me wrong, Kia is the model that Joss probably should be because um, Kia, Kia is like a probably balanced a better balanced irreducible model, right? Um, but yeah, you've got like um, th- three actions on the back of her card compared to, what, five on the back of Joss's. Um, there's a lot going on there, but I think if we draw the obvious comparison, because I look at this mod and I go, oh, it's like an explorer's Joss. And I'm just like, why is Joss so much better? Um, I, I think I, I think, I think you're right. You can draw the comparisons between Joss and Kia. Um, I, I still think you take this model. Um and as much as, yeah, do you know what, Joss has got more going on the back of his card, and I totally agree that actually Joss has more access to his Irreducible. I think there's more setup required for Kia to potentially get two hits out of um, Irreducible on it. Um, great damage spread, 246, you're not really arguing that, but yeah, Joss does have the uptake of having Crit Strike. I think if you draw in those direct comparisons, it is there. Um, I, I still think this is a good model. I, I like, just for the... Like I said, the the option to switch the target that the targets you're shooting at with the move resistance is brilliant. But yeah, I, I can see what you're saying with the the whole Joss might be better, but I think that's that's something to look at on a different show, right? But yeah, I, I like this, and I, I genuinely think potentially more survivable than Joss with the backlash shield. So slight tangent here, but I think there's already a bit of a theme of you really have to know your triggers off by heart if you're going to play this crew, especially with the card cycling that you're going to do. So if you're looking for that 
Crow for Backlash Shield and you're going to go with Kia, maybe in your fifth or sixth activation, you're going to have to be playing this little mini game of yourself of trying to make sure that you've got the right Crows at the right time and that you're cycling through your deck for the right stuff. It's going to be quite an interesting crew to play. I think there's, there's a like I said earlier, I think there's a lot of depth to it and there's quite a bit of finesse. Yeah, I agree. I think Kia, like, don't get me wrong, I think Kia is a brilliant model. Uh, I think she is well worth her cost. And just, yeah, looking at it, I had to draw that comparison to Joss. The one thing I will say, though, and something you need to keep in mind, is Kia needs setup. And you've got, so you've you've got 246 damage. So you're looking for those spikes. So you're going to want focus. And you've got the shielded as well. Now, the the biggest difference, I, I, I guess, if we draw the comparison to power tokens as well, but if we look at just shielded in general, Shielded goes at the end of the turn. So you need to set Kia up the turn you want her to do whatever she's going to do, right? You can't just go, cool, turn one. Well, Maxine's going to give Kia shielded two, and then that'll be Kia good to go because she can generate one every turn then herself with a shield generator. Uh, That's got to be cool. Actually, if I need Kia to kill this model this turn, I've got to go with something to give her focus, uh, give her shielded first so she can have one shielded, then gain another one with her shield generator when she activates um obvious answer being the emissary but the emissary is 10 zones and they would have to stand next to each other um but yeah that's as i said i think as rich pointed out finesse right you've got to know the crew you've got to know your activation order and the things you've got to do to enable yourself because actually if there's nothing else we'd learn you've got so many options with these models right um so that's definitely something you're going to need to master through repeated play yeah definitely definitely think this is going to be one of those ones that You'll, you'll play 10 games into this and you'll still be going, oh, I could do that. Oh, actually, I could do that in a different way or, or I should probably activate that probably the third activation of a turn. And yeah, I, I think I think lots lots to master there, but loads of potential. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's move on. We've got a nine soulstone enforcer, Harata Nagatoro. Um, so Harata it looks very, very cool. Uh, he is EVS and performer. So... A bit of Arcanist infiltration here. Uh, he is defense six, willpower five with nine wounds. Uh, he's got his reconfigure suit is a crow, the same as Kia and deep discovery. Um, what abilities have we got? We've got distraction. That is a very powerful ability. Enemy models win two of this model suffer a negative willpower jewels. And I don't think that can be understated how much of an impact that's going to have in the performer keyword either. Oh yeah, we'll definitely um, touch on that in a bit. Yeah, because uh, they really needed a boost. Um, we've got debilitating poison when an enemy model within four suffers damage from poison against distracted one. Oh, also very good. Um, and then we've got echoes of the ocean once per turn before a scheme marker would be removed within four inches. This model may drop a scheme marker in base contact with it. That's really nice. Not seen something like that before. Um, so let's have a quick look at the back of the card. Three actions again. Uh, we've got a carved... Uh, Tiaha, maybe is the name of that that uh, weapon. <laughs> Range no two, idea. stat six. Um, another two inch melee is really nice. Uh, three, four, five damage with an infect on his reconfigure suit, which is nice, and a sweeping strike trigger. Uh, we've got a shockwave. Range eight needs a four to go off. It's only shockwave one, but it is damage one distracted on a move thirteen jewel with three different triggers. We've got a tone trigger which is remove any one scheme marker touching the pulse generated by the shockwave and infect trigger and blown back, push models damaged by this action three inches away from the marker. So bit of versatility there. Um, some cool things going on. Nice way to put out Distracted, which in Performer would be really nice. And Distracted is never a bad thing to have on your opponent's models. 
Um, let's have a look at the bonus action, which is the Haka. Uh, is range aura four, st- uh, six and a 14 to go off. So, uh, sorry, an eight to go off for T and a 14. Choose one of the abilities below. Until the end phase, friendly models within range that share a keyword with this model gain the chosen ability. Okay, so this this is going to lead to quite a few different cool things happening. Um, so we've got one of them is enemy models ignore any plus to their opposed duels or damage flips against this model. So I don't want to touch on them again, but oh, performers with Colette and manipulative models and uh, diesel engine and enemy models not enemy models ignoring their plus flips in the duels against them. That's a little bit gross. Seems seems fine. We'll touch back on that in a second. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure that is fine. That can get in the bin in the performer <laughs> keyword. That needs to that just needs to burn. Um we've got after an enemy model fails an opposed duel with this model uh, by three or more, it suffers one damage. And then we've got after this model drops a scheme marker move any one model within three of the drop marker up to three inches. So there's a lot going on here, but that bonus action, I know it's a small range that it's affecting, but damn, there's a lot of cool things that can come as a consequence of that. Interestingly, like, I look at this card, and so far of the EVS models we've we've seen, I, I think, Joe, you know this is a solid model, right? Defense six, willpower five, nine stones. Cool. Distracted potential. The distraction on neg to willpower jewels really strong. Uh, but I look at this card and I'm thinking currently this is really I, I see this more in a collect crew than I've currently seen in an EBS crew I'd say they're um they're running pretty elite as well right so you've had we've had essentially a ten stone model another ten stone model we're on a nine stone model now you start to wonder like who's fighting for what spaces as well um, he seems really good and that hacker is incredible in the right situation I think again it goes back to like knowing your knowing what to do and when to do it with this guy. Um, there's so many triggers on the back of his card. He looks incredible. Um, but again, it's like, I think when you when are you running this guy versus Beeb or maybe um, Kia? Yeah, yeah. for me, this is uh, potentially one of those picks you take when you want you want to play a slightly different game with your EVS. Um, and, and I'm going to go straight into it. I, I would take this in a performer crew because it brings in that Two-inch range, melee, three, four, five damage. Brilliant. It's handing out more distracted. Amazing. Shockwave, they're doing damage one, distracted one. Brilliant. And as Jamie touched on, that hacker, um, if you get that within four inches of Colette, you're going to have a real hard time dealing with her after that. I think my only call-out for him is he's going to go down. Um, he's quite... He's not got anything really for him in the way of defensive besides being defense six. Nine wounds... Yeah, I think I think he could drop under committed fire, but and he's probably going to get committed fire if you put him into a, a performer crew. Um, but I, I agree with Rich. I don't. I, I think he's not an auto taken EVS because you're paying for some really rich stuff. And they've also got some really cool versatile models that you might want to spend nine stones on. Yeah, I think the fact that he's uh, an enforcer compared to uh, Beeb, who is essentially two models and can come back. Um, and Kia, who's a henchman in stone, he's probably going to be the first target to drop because he's probably the easiest to kill of the things we've seen. Yeah, I think that's fair. I also, I, I personally, I look at it, I go, actually, Jot, I think unless you need irreducible damage, I think Harata brings a lot more to the table than Kia does. Um, so I'd, I'd be tempted, unless I needed the irreducible damage, Harata would be a, a real serious consideration over Kia. He's probably more um, utility. I'll give you yeah, that. yeah, yeah. There's 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 a lot more going on there, um, and a lot more that's being offered 
um, for in terms of like as we were discussing like options, right? And actually, at the point where if you go with because like if you go with Harato, let's be honest, Kia's relying on going early with the shield generator so to keep herself alive, generally speaking. Um, and Harata's can just go try and put distracted on loads of stuff, or or even with Maxine's help, put distracted on stuff, and then just put his hack, hacker up and uh, cool tell enemy models that basically they're going to be on an egg whatever they try and do to him um, because they can ignore their uh, plus flips and their jewels against him. I really like the fact that this has got infect on all the crows. Like uh, It's got infect uh, on both his attack actions and crows is his reconfigure. I think that's really nice. So he's, yeah. probably, he's probably easily getting that distracted out as well then. Yeah, potentially. Like, I, Harata is solid. Like I, th- I think this is a great model. I think it is the model that Performer did not need. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ! What coming to earth? a table near you, my friends? Yeah. Why, why on earth are we putting a good model into that bloody keyword? It is doesn't even appalling. look like a either. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. It depends. I think I think he super does. He's a he's like um one of those. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I want to say kiwi, but that's like I don't know whether that's considered a derogatory term. Are performing in how Maori people have you seen performing in shows, Jamie? That well, I mean, maybe, maybe <laughs> not in the UK, but you never know. Um, I mean, technically they're performing, right? So it's the. I mean, performer doesn't necessarily mean you you pour yourself on stage for money. Sure. Performer might mean you perform for the joy of doing it. Wow, I feel we're about to run into a political minefield. We should move on. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, we like Harata, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, definitely in both keywords. Cool. So what we're hoping to see next is what a nice low cost model. Um, what we've got is Tidecaller, um, the big watery golem. Um, so eight cost. This is tight. I think we've what if we take all of these models, that's our that's our fifty soulstone crew, right? Uh, yeah. So <laughs> so we've got defense five, willpower five, move five, size four, eight wounds, armor one, uh, deep discovery, reconfigure on a mask, and depths of Malifaux. So this model is unaffected by severe and hazardous terrain. Um, we have got a weighted anchor, which is range one, stat six, target suffers two, four, six, uh, with whirlpool on a mask, which is his reconfigure, target and enemy models within one of it may be placed anywhere within three of this model. That's very cool. And a tome trigger for um, when resolving the target suffers blast damage and models damaged by this action gain staggered. Very nice. Um, and then we've got a toss and a range toss. Uh, so we've got a stat four toss as an attack action and then as a tactical action bonus we've got a 10 inch range um heavy torrent which is this model may take the toss action against the target which gains a tn of 10 plus the size of the target um when resolving that action reduce the distance the target would be pushed by an amount equal to the distance between this model and the target so you can push a model up to 10 inches with a toss but they push push one inch less for the distance for each inch, they are far away from Tidecaller, which is a bit of a mouthful, which I think I might have made sound more complicated than it is. So if you've got a model that's three inches away from you, you can toss it as a bonus action, but it's only going to move seven inches, um, and you're going to need to flip. Uh, using a using stat four, you're going to need to flip a 10 plus the size of the model that you are tossing. But this is really, really cool. Um, and before we go anywhere else, so like it's a decent eight stone model, right? Uh, eight wounds, armor one, two, four, six damage. It's all right. Um, but if you go 
if you have this model, you go, cool, turn one, I'm going to toss Kia 10 inches, I'm going to toss Maxine 10 inches, and I'm going to toss Calypso 10 inches with BB inside. Um, here's my crew on the centre line. Have at it. Sounds terrifying to watch. It's going to be in your face. And those are some of those models are really quite tough. So, yeah, if you can find a way of, like, speeding up the rest of the crew and getting it there, I think mean, that's pretty good. And with Maxine having a place, like, she's not going to get left behind, is she? So that's that's really cool. I think a really kind of unique way of playing it. Like, again, though, eight stones. Are you, are you getting it in there? Are you taking it for the toss? I, I suppose it's the kind of game you got to play, really. I love it. I uh, I think that, again, it's there's so many combos with this crew, um, which is why I find it, like, really, really interesting. I think... It's going to be quite elite, and but I think in a different way to other elite crews, which can be sometimes one-dimensional, where it's often run-in, smashed off, um, I think there's a lot more depth to this crew. So I think if you... If you could afford, right? I think I, I, you'd have to cost it out a little bit. I think I think you're losing either Harata or Kia, but I think you take Tide Caller and you toss three of your models up the board. So we're, what we're looking at here is the Alpha Strike, right? So you toss three big models up the board, and then Orville goes, and up we goes Tide Caller up the board, who with armor is averagely going to take one wound per hit. Oh no, yeah, actually, hold on, you can't toss Calypso because he's size four. No, ignore me. But you could toss other models up the board, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, can you target yourself with Harry Torrent because it's a tactical action? Uh, no, because it's this model may take the toss action against the target, ignoring range. Right. Okay. And it's an attack action. Yes, yeah, so you can't. Oh, it's a tactical action. It's a tactical action that allows you to right, take the toss yeah, action. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Catch, um, catch up. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, but like, I, I still start, I still think you take tie caller. Although you can't move Calypso up the board, I don't think Calypso really has any issues with basically getting a free activation no. from BB to move up the board. But you can toss. You could toss like three models up the board um, and and after then Calypso walks up the board and if you have Orville throw Tycor up the board you've effectively got your entire crew on the centre line to stall just behind the centre line um, after a couple of activations um, and most of them won't have activated. For me, this this Tycorder makes me want to take Maxine over um, Nagadiro. Um, yeah, Do you mean Kia? Yes. So I'm, who did I say? I said Maxine. I meant Kia. Yeah. Oh my god, still learning names. I definitely think you would take Maxine. Oh god, don't again. Kia over Harata because of this because of Tidecaller. Why? Because uh, I think I think that much irreducible in your face turn potentially turn one is going to let you pick off a model. Yeah, I guess it depends on what you need irreducible for, right? Because um, Harata's got the better base damage with. Um, infect potentially as well, which is then going to be an extra damage plus a distracted. So in, unless you need to ignore damage reduction, Harata is the better bang for your buck as a damage dealer. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose, I suppose there is that to it. But yeah, I think if you're also, running into something that is heavily armoured, shielded, anything like that though. Yeah, also, if you uh, if you put all your models in the middle of the board and then run Orville up behind them and Harata's there and puts his aura up of... Uh, Ignore your plus flips. Cool. Well, my entire my my entire bunch of models here is concealed, and you can't use plus flips against them. <laughs> so it's a fair shout. It is a fair shout. Yeah, there's loads of like even as we talk through this, I'm I'm thinking of loads of different things that all of these things in combination can do together. Um, but Tycor, I think, is a pretty one dimensional creature, right? Um, it's toss, and then it's it's hitting stuff yeah. with its weighted anchor. But toss is toss is a thoroughly underrated action. 
Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Cool. All right. I think we finally made our way through all, through all the big boys. Um, so let's go on to the minions. So we've got the machinist or machinist. How would you say that? Would you say that machinist? Yeah, machinist. I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Machinist. Uh, so with defense five, willpower five, move five, five wounds, all the fives. Um, not size five, though. It's only size two. Uh, deep discovery and reconfigure on a crow. Uh, we've got another ability on the front of the card, which is Eye of the Hurricane. Friendly models within Aura 3 may ignore the aura effects of enemy models. Um, I'm trying to think of what that's relevant for. There's going to be some auras out there you don't want to be in, right? But um, nothing's yeah. coming to my head right now. Uh, oh, here we go. You've got stuff like, um, I assume, hostile work environments and aura, not a pulse, right? Um, so stuff like that is really, really cool. Um, so yeah, no, definitely some uses on that. Nice little five stone model with some that as a cool ability on the front. Um, heavy wrench, as I alluded to earlier, is two, three, four damage. Target is a friendly construct. It instead heals two. It's only stat four, though. Um, on a crow trigger, which is his reconfigure. Friendly only, this model may take the Quartermaster action, targeting the same model. Uh, so let's discuss Quartermaster, which is a range 6 tactical action. Discard a card. This model cannot target the same model more than once per activation. Friendly only. Target gains shielded 1. If the target is an EBS model, it may draw a card. Okay, so you basically card cycle. So you discard a card, draw a card, and gave it shielded 1. So good on Kia, because Kia loves that shielded. Um, but it means you're activating this more, much more insignificant five stone model than you are before activating Kia. Uh, we've got a two, three, four Collier revolver stat five, and then a bonus action navigation charts needs a five to go off. Choose any two non-Joker cards from this model's discard pile and shuffle them back into its fate deck with a crow trigger, which is if two crows were shuffled in by this action, one friendly EBS model within six and line of sight may gain focus. Okay, so this is like a five soulstone upgrade to Kia, right? Uh, yeah, basically. It's going to give her give her focus, give her shielded, off you go, love. Yeah, yeah. if I'm taking Kia, I'm taking the machinist, right? Because, okay, there's, there's your two shielded, there's your bonus action, there's your focus, off you go. Cycle is going to push you up the table. We'll see you in a minute. And um, and Beeb, uh, so I think we missed the uh, the heavy wrench. So he's probably then charging Beeb to heal him for two, um, and then taking the quartermaster action. I love these guys. I think they sit in a think with. There's a real issue in the game with four and five stone models at the moment. I think you're in, unless you're a support model that does healing or dishes out focus. Um, I don't think those those kind of models are in a great place. But I think these machinists are perfect. I could see one or two sneaking in to be. Perfect little support models, drawing cards, healing up. They're great. I think they're amazing. They're an amazing support model. It's it's healing for your constructs. There's quite a there's quite a bit of construct heavy in the past models we just talked about. Some card draw. There's some shielded. Yeah, the focus that this this me and to be fair, five five stone model, twelve inch range, stat five, defense four, two three four. It's just a casual little quarter revolver. Do you know what? Can just pop a minion if it needs to. This. This is solid. Five stones, taking it probably in every crew, I think, for yeah. EBS. Love them. Yeah, certainly if you're taking the construct, which I think generally you will be. Uh, yeah, I really like it. It's super easy to kill for five stones, but five stones, what do you expect, right? Um, and I also think, I think we, 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 I said what it did, but I think we overlooked um, navigation charts. Does give focus out if you get that trigger, but um, choose any two non-Joker cards from this model's discard pile and shuffle them back into its fate deck. 
I mean, how's this fate debt looking after Maxine's fiddled with it and the machinist yeah. has gone and put another two? I mean, if you don't need the focus, you can just chuck two thirteens back into it. I could I could already see it right now. Like it could be the first time you're gonna come up against Maxine at a tournament. You're like, I, is is this okay? I can't decide if my opponent's diddling his deck. There's <laughs> so many cards I'm, just going back. I mean, in. it's so good. Your opponent is diddling his deck, but it's within the rules, so it's fine. <laughs> It's authorized cheating. <laughs> <laughs> They've probably got a bit of a headache from um, trying to remember everything they're meant to do. Um, there's, there's a lot going on, right? Yeah, it's just that moment, you know, trying to remember everything they're going to do. You go, oh shit, I left the wrong card on top of my discard pile. Now they're going to bone me for it. <laughs> so that definitely puts the earnest on your opponent to keep an eye on their discard pile with regards to the actions they're taking, the cards they're leaving on the top of their discard pile. It, it does like actually if you're if you're going to do two actions and you're going to cheat a high card, like you need you really need to think about where those cards are going in. And actually do you want to cheat to damage against EVS to leave that card on top of your discard pile for them to use for the next action? Well uh, just thinking about the reconfigures we've seen. Like I've seen them over all the suits except Rams currently so far, but obviously Maxine can take any suit, right? So Whatever card you're leaving on top, do you think that might actually dictate the way this crew plays as well? Could you actually go, oh, I was going to go with this model, but they've just left me like a high card to the, my reconfigure on top. I'm actually going to go with this model instead. So, so much, just so much. Man- it, it's very liquid in the way it plays, I think. Yeah, well, it's just appropriate for the water crew. Um, we. Hey. <laughs> um, I forgot what I was going to say now. Let's just say it was that joke. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was better than anything else. <laughs> but yeah, no, this is this is really, really cool. And and I love the pressure it puts on your opponent's head as well with considering those things. All right, um, let's look at the last minion uh, and the last model for this keyword. So depending on the order I decide to release these in, we may or may not have already talked about the Harpooner um, on the Apex show but let's talk about it in ebs so it's seven soul stones seven wounds um six defense four willpower move five um it has reconfigure on a mask and deep discovery it's got gunfighter and then it's got the predatory instinct from the apex keyword which is once per activation after targeting an enemy model with an attack action this model may suffer a neg to that action to receive a plus to its damage flip or vice versa so we've got a harpoon gun, which is range 12 gun with stat 5 with a ram built in versus defense, is 235 damage. Push the target up to 3 inches towards this model uh, with the ram trigger allowing you to push it in any direction instead. And if you were engaged, so because you've got gunfighter, you can do that. You can place in base contact afterwards. We've got a crow trigger to gain injure 1 and poison 1 on the enemy and a mask trigger, which is your reconfigure suit, to take your bonus action, which is the massive net action. Uh, we've got reel in, which is targeting a mark. If it does so, ignore this action's resist. So it's stat five versus move with a mask needed. Um, but that is your reconfigure. So you can cheat any mask and probably have a good result. Um, push either this model or the target four inches towards the other. If this push is interrupted, enemy models within one of the moved object must pass a target number 13, move jewel or suffer two damage. Ah, it's a bit, it's a bit wordy, but it's got useful. I think the move is the main bit there rather than the damage. Um, and then the bonus action massive net, which you can get as a trigger on your reconfigure suit on the harpoon gun, is a one-inch range shockwave 
move 12, jewel, damage 1, and staggered, with a mass hysteria trigger, which is always nice, and a barbed mesh, which is when resolving models damaged by this action suffer plus 1. Um, so stat 5 on the attack for a 7-stone model is a little bit... Uh, leaves me a little bit wanting, but... Defense six, seven wounds. It's got some utility. I love the movement it's putting out, but I don't think this crew's struggling for movement. No, um, I don't or, think. It I is think either. I don't. I don't know. You really want to bring models towards you with this as much as you just want to put your crew into them. Yeah, I think. I think for me, a harpooner in an EVS crew is actually you've you've declared your master. They've declared the master, and you've gone. Oh, I probably just need to bring a little bit more range in my crew. Stop. And I haven't seen an awful lot of range on the outside the EVS. So they do give you that range. But yeah, stat five is a little light. They give you a lot of kind of control, I suppose, with the built-in lead to target on the harpoon gun. Um, the the reel-in, again, offers that kind of bit of control with markers. Um, yeah, I think I think they're trying to control and maybe stop, stop the opposing crew getting away from your big beaters that are coming in like a tidal wave. Oh, see what did that? See what mm. did that on that? Love it. Um, I think they're a bit more of a tech pick than probably the other models we've seen. Um, I think you might bring them in for reel in if you want to deny ski marker based things. Um, and if you've got some kind of specific plan on um, moving models around would lead the target. So you might be, you might take them into ley lines. In fact, I think this, this crew feels like a bit of a ley line specialist with denial from harpooners, Beebs potentially an awesome runner, um, lots of fast, uh, Maxi can dish out slow as well, which is probably going to slow your opponent down. Getting to you, um, I, I like these guys. I think there's there's a lot of versatility to them, but I don't think you bring them all the time. Yeah, which isn't necessarily a bad thing because actually every other model we've looked at, we go, yeah, I can see bringing this almost every time. Um, the but yeah, the harpooner, I think in ley lines quality, yeah, absolutely quality in ley lines because you've got lots of different things that move enemy models there. Um, and actually, you're not even fussed about the damage, so you just use your predatory instinct to get a plus to the attack, um, which effectively makes that stat five on a on a pause, which is a bit better for your seven soul stones. Um, so yeah, I like it. And actually, if we were looking at um, as we've reached the end now, if we look at more of an overview, if we're talking about where you're taking this crew, I mean ley lines. So you've got um, Maxine's obviously got the ability to make your crew faster or their crew slower. You've got massive tentacles on Calypso, which is push all models within three of this model two inch in any direction. Um, great for denying or scoring ley lines. Um, you've got movement from um, the tie caller with his toss. Uh, you've got movement from the harpooner as well. I think this crew's great in ley lines. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I definitely think they've got some play. Um, and I think loads of different plays, actually, is, is what we've... The real big thing to take from EVS is uh, there's so many, so many different plays with all the kind of movement and the the triggers and the effects. You're not going to know which way it's coming. No, I love it. I I, I think there's so much going on with these guys. I, I, my plan is to solo them for for the for a big chunk of um, 2021, whatever year we're in now. Um, yeah, I, I they're they're brilliant. There's that. Yeah, I haven't been ex- this excited about a crew in a while. Yeah, definitely. And I think even if you're not that excited about EVS and you just love painting, I'm buying this box. This, this, they're so cool. Every single one of them. Look at these models, man. They're amazing. Yeah, I, th- I think. Yeah, and I, I did take talk about ley lines, but I think there's this crew can switch gears and put themselves into many, many different situations and come out really well. So 
what if any because i think we're struggling uh for for soul stones here but what versatiles or upgrades might you consider with this crew i'm not sure about versatiles because obviously like hide soul stones and again upgrades i'm i'm going to be reluctant to because actually majority of this crew are enforcers so they're not getting the full swing of a upgrade anyway and they're already really high cost cards i i don't i personally don't see myself putting an upgrade on but happy to be happy to be wrong here guys no i agree i don't i don't see any of the upgrades coming in i can't see a specific situation uh from a versatile perspective i do other than beeb um and calypso i do think they might struggle to go deep so you might for something like symbols you might want to text tech in um oh the uh flying guys i forgot what they're called now um do you mean vernon and wells vernon and wells thank you yeah you might bring in Vernon Wells for a bit more mobility because Maxine could throw fast on them. So they're essentially 4 AP, so they could go off running any symbols. I see them. But again, they're an expensive model, so it's quite it's quite tricky. It does feel like with all the synergies going on, you might not want to mix with the um, the build too much. Can a, can a Bellhop Porter make make something bigger? Is that is that something I remember? You could do- Yeah, so you yeah. could... So I was actually going to consider the Bellhop Porter anyway, but... Um, yeah, the Bellhop Porter stood next to Tidecaller, so Tidecaller can toss Calypso. Also, Bellhop Porter giving out a ton of shielded will really, really help Kia. Um, although I'm not sure how much, because there's no real marker generation, I'm not sure how much shielded you're going to generate, but you can quite happily give extra shielded to Kia. I think the Bellhop Porter is a really solid just consideration. I don't. I think it's in the, probably the nicest first-time model I've seen in the game, where it's always worth a consideration but never broken or never like the best choice ever but it's always got an option because actually like um extended reach is really great for protecting maxine um you've got the um oh what's it called get get out okay. well, when you... yeah that's what i was thinking because you could throw ikea off then i've got your back her out and then throw him in instead yeah, so it's great, a great just sort of switcheroo on models there. Um, and the accomplice means that you can chuck shielded onto Kia and go straight into her activation. Um, so I really like that. Obviously, a, a, always a consideration for the effigy slash emissary. Um, I also think in terms of upgrades, um, I think I'm really tempted to put an upgrade on Calypso. Um, and I'm actually really tempted by... Um, well actually two to be honest i think treasure map because you're you don't really have problems with movement but deadly pursuit to um get a little bit of extra movement i mean you can use that bonus action to remove a, a marker could be quite nice in certain situations or hidden agenda because i think calypso's the, the model that goes and just gets in your opponent's face has loads of activation sits in the middle of their crew and actually, the ability to cheat face down is okay, but the extra one damage, when you're considering you're doing the pip of one damage from Massive Tentacles, then you've got your 2, 3, 4 attack, and then you've got backup plan once per activation doing a damage to them as well. I think that's a nice little bit there, although we are talking 12 soul stones at that point for that package. So maybe, maybe not, but I think, again, it's a consideration. Yeah, I can, yeah, see, it. I can see it. Cool. Nothing else we're considering in the crew? I just, I just... Just that bellhop porter is just a as an MVP for me. I love him. Like, he, I think he's super. I think he's super. Like, I, I, I liked him when we talked about him, and then I bought him up in 
um, Apex, if which you may or may not know if I've already released that or not. Um, and actually, the more I think about it, the more different places I would put that Bellhop Porter. And it's just a really nice little support model that, that just offers some nice options, and and I like it. But there's no like, and it's a great place for a versatile model that actually he's he's good to consider but he's not like your soul stone miner with magical training right it's not like everyone's going to be like oh he's definitely going to have that it's just a nice oh it's a nice little niche pick that you might chuck in the crew if you've got a role for it in your game plan which i think is that's that's the point where the bellhop porter sits right actually you can you can put him in because he complements your game plan not because he is a great choice in every crew no, I think he, I think he's the perfect definition of a versatile model, right? He offers he offers you some tech to do something slightly different with your crew. He gives you a, an option to play a little bit defensively with the extended reach and the shielded and move things around. Yeah, I, I think I think a good choice, but you are paying a premium for him, and he might not play into the game style. So, yeah, I think a very well put versatile and a, a genuine consideration for this crew. I'd say. Yeah, you've just got to try and fit him in among all the 10, 9, 8 Soulstone models that you're trying to squeeze in as well. <laughs> yeah, someone's not making the cut. <laughs> cool. All right. Um, I think I think that's a wrap for EVS then, unless anyone has anything else to say. It was an amazing deep dive. Oh, oh, hey. oh, oh yes. <laughs> no, uh, Unfortunately, Deep Dive is trademarked and copyrighted by Third Floor Wars. Oh, Flipping weird, except no responsibility for the use of Matt or for Matt using the words Deep Dive, and we do not lay claim to this. <laughs> please, please do not sue us, Craig. And if you do want to sue someone, please address it to matt.lewin at flippingweirds.com. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> all right. Wow. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I know, right? Um, that is it for this show all right so that's been the evs super awesome keyword um i think very very cool and and in a really interesting place where do you know what they can do a little bit of everything um and that card manipulation is solid anyway that is it from us so goodbye and we'll speak to you on the next show see you next time see ya